have a special guest. You don't want to miss this story. A nurse that was escorted out of Kaiser of Carlsbad, California, because she would not receive the vaccine. Her religious exemption was rejected. So stick around. You're going to meet Tori Jensen. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Seek First Podcast. I'm Rick Brown. We talk about everything here, life, seeking God, biblical truth, today's culture, and whatever is on my guest's radar to unpack. We want to understand what is happening around us. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Take a minute to subscribe to the Seek First Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Let's jump in. We have a special guest today, Tori Jensen, a nurse that was escorted out by security at Kaiser in Carlsbad, California. And we're gonna hear from her as you see this video in her own words. I am being escorted out of Kaiser Permanente Hospital for um, my religious beliefs because I don't wanna get the jab. And um, I asked all day for someone to explain to me why my sincerely held religious beliefs are not good enough for Kaiser. All day I've been asking for someone from HR to come talk to me about why my religious exemption was not good enough for Kaiser. So I've been asking and asking and no one will give me an answer. So I, that was at 1045 this morning that I was told I'm now being placed on unpaid um, administrative leave for no reason. I showed up to work this morning. Happy to work. All I want to do is work. All I want to do is work. Since the beginning, I've been a COVID nurse since the beginning, when we didn't know what was going on. When we didn't know what kind of rooms we were walking into. But that's what we do, we're nurses. I'll keep doing that, just somewhere else. Um, but I want you all to think about what matters to you, because this matters to me. Freedom matters to me. Because when it's a slippery slope when you start taking away freedoms. Slippery slope. I'm on the seventh floor. Are you good to walk the stairs? Hey. <laughs> For me, I didn't want to do that. And um, I'm taking a stand because I know that this is not the end. Because it'll just be one other thing. Here we go. Floor one. It's a sad day. I don't know what kind of pandemic it is. If they're firing nurses who are willing to work. I don't know. doesn't make sense to me. Uh... So you gotta ask yourself that question. What kind of world are we living in when we have a pandemic where my kids have to wear masks at school yeah. for something that they're not at risk of dying for at all? What kind of a world are we living in? They're firing nurses who don't want to violate their sincerely held religious beliefs. Right? That's crazy. Hey, welcome, Tori. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a, a crazy time in which we're living in. You're, you're a wife, a mom, a nurse, and now your livelihood has been put at stake because someone forcibly demands that you take a vaccine that we know has uh, adverse side effects to a certain percentage of people. And you're in that medical field. First of all, just share with us what your concern is about the vaccine. And then we want to follow that up with some statistics from the Bears report. Well, thank you. Um, I made my decision not to get the vaccine like I make all other big decisions in my life by um, praying about it 
and being in the word about it. And it's, it wasn't an easy decision. There's obviously been lots of pressure, um, and to get the vaccine. And, but I just felt like God was speaking clearly to me and saying, um, your God given immune system is sufficient to fight COVID. Um, and that was, that was enough for me. I, that's it. I just spoke with God on it and I felt a lot of peace about that decision. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful that he's created these, uh, we're fearfully and wonderfully made in our bodies. I've had COVID. I don't know if your family has, but my entire family's had COVID. And now we have the statistics out of Israel, one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, that natural immunity is 27 times stronger than the vaccine. And yet they continue, especially for you health professionals, they're just cramming this down your throat, or I should say shoving this into your arm. Yeah, I really, I don't understand um, why they're being so militant about it. And uh, other people that I work with have had their religious exemptions approved. So in my particular case, which is all I can really speak to, I wanted to know what it was about my religious beliefs that they didn't feel were sincere. And I wasn't given that opportunity to share with anyone. Um, I told, I shared with them the day that it happened that the day that I was let go, I was at work. They actually asked me to finish my shift. And I said, after giving a, being given a letter of denial, and I said, well, I'm happy to finish my shift because I love working and that's what I showed up to do today, but you need to give me a letter reinstating me then. And um, so I, I just, I don't really understand why it's going the way that it's going. Um, and I, I, I told them that, you know, this is a violation of my First Amendment rights to religious freedom. I feel like I'm being persecuted, discriminated against, harassed. It's been going on for a long time, too. It wasn't just like one little thing. It was steps. Um, I submitted my religious exemption in August. It was provisionally approved. And provisional, I think, is very important there, that word. It was provisionally approved in September. And I was like, great. I thought, okay, this says provisionally approved, but hopefully this will be the end of it. And they feel like they did what they need to do in order to be compliant with the regulations. And uh, then in October, I got another email with a bunch of questions asking me to further explain my religious beliefs. Uh, so I answered those questions. And then a little over a week later, I um, was I received a denial letter. Wow. And so it was this last week that you were escorted out. What day was that? It was a week from today, actually. I thought, oh my gosh, this week has gone by really quickly. <laughs> October 28th, uh, I showed up to work at 7 a.m. At 10.45, my, uh, my boss came and asked me, hey, have you checked your email? And I said, no, I'm working. I haven't checked my email. But I knew, I just knew when she came up to me, I said, oh, this is not a good sign. So I received the denial letter, and they actually didn't know what to do with me at that point. Um, they... They weren't, I, I guess I was the first one they had um, dealt with there. Uh, my boss said, I'm not sure. That's why she asked me to finish my shift. Um, and so I just said, well, I'm not going to just go home and follow up with HR. That was their suggestion. Like, just go, you know, we're not, we can't answer those questions for you. I'm sorry. We don't do that here. You know, you're going to have to follow up with HR. And I said, well, respectfully, this is like a big deal to me. 
I'm my First Amendment rights are being violated. I'm not going to go home and become just some random little case number in HR. Like I want to talk to someone today. You should. They, you guys owe me that. I want to explain to them. I do have a sincerely held religious belief. I do have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like this is important to me. This matters. Um, I wasn't given that opportunity. I asked all day, um, respectfully, please, I will, please let me speak with someone. I really want to know. And they said, I basically, I said, you're going to need to leave. And I said, well, I'm not leaving without answers. So you can have me escorted out, but I'm not leaving without answers. Cause we know HR is closed at this point. <laughs> so they escorted you. They sent a couple of security guards. Or... Oh, just a very nice security guard. He was amazing. He walked the stairs with me. Yeah. <laughs> it it just seems surreal. It seems like we're in some foreign country back in World War II or something, doesn't it? Well, I God has been preparing me for this moment. I firmly believe that. I have been a Christian my whole life. I was raised in a I'm so I'm so so thankful now, you know, as kids, you don't necessarily appreciate what your parents are trying to do for you. But I, my dad was a 30 year, um, air force, uh, he served in the air force for 30 years. Um, he fought in the cold war and we used to talk about communism at the dinner table. So a little bit of a different, um, upbringing than a lot of people, but I'm so thankful for the foundation that I have, um, had and for my current relationship with Jesus, where, he has, he stopped me dead in my tracks, um, this time, uh, about six months ago. And I said, I, I, cause I wasn't hearing God's voice and, um, my husband's a fireman and he is surrounded by amazing, strong firemen, believers, prayerful men, warriors, frontline, you know, they've been in it and they are like, and we've all just been praying for, for change and for freedom and, um, for for people to, to know the truth. And, um, he was, one of his friends is very passionate, outspoken that he hears God all the time. And I pleaded with God, I want to hear you. And he loud and clear, like he was sitting next to me, said, we need to give up alcohol. And I was like, well, I don't really have a drinking problem. I don't think, but, and so I didn't listen to him. So I was like, Oh, okay. And then fast forward to July and I heard it again. I heard it again. He just stopped me dead in my tracks. And this time I said, okay, I'm listening. And as soon as that act of obedience for me, when I decided like I'm giving up alcohol, it doesn't necessarily make sense on paper. I don't inherently think like it's a bad thing, but it was like the chains have been broken and I have been emboldened and encouraged. And I decided then if I get the chance to speak up for what I believe in, I'm going to do it. And I did get that chance. And so I hope that my message to everyone as I was walking out that day was, listen, I don't care what you believe in, but you better think about it. And when you have the opportunity to stand up, you better do it. That's to people who don't agree with me too. I want, I did what I did to stand up for freedom so that people can still be free to disagree with me. This is America. It's a beautiful thing. We should protect it. So as you made that stand, and this is what the Lord's doing in your life, your husband, is he in the same kind of conflict with his work? And how is the Lord speaking to him through this? We both have total peace about this and an absolute conviction that we are the hands and feet of God and that we are just available and ready to do God's will. 
um, and listening. And uh, so he fortunately is within an organization in Southern California who is not asking uh, people to, or not forcing people to get the vaccine at this point. Um, so we feel really lucky because he still has a great job and there's a lot of people out there that do not. Yeah. Well, how did he dodge that bullet? Because it seems like almost all police officers, firefighters, medical workers, that must be an unusual group where they have a great union or whoever's standing up for them. That's wonderful. I agree. I agree. They, I, it's, it's really amazing. Now, some people might think, Tori, uh, because on one hand, our religious conviction, nobody can declare, no human can declare whether we have or do not have a sincere belief. All they can receive is what we speak because they can't know our hearts. So they're really becoming intrusive to declare they know what your religious beliefs are to make this statement and, and denying where you're at. But apart from that, just from a logical place as a, a medical worker, I'd like to look at, because on the day you were escorted out, they updated the latest CDC VAERS page. And VAERS uh, stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. And this is dating through October 22nd, but it was reported on the 29th. So about the same time, I guess the day after. But this is uh, as far as from the time of December 20 when this started, uh, they started rolling out the vaccines. These are, according to CDC's numbers, there has been 837,595 adverse reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine. There has been 19,583 life-threatening reactions, shortness of breath, heart, various things. And then there has been 17,619 deaths from the vaccines that have been reported on VAERS, which is a voluntary reporting system that is uh, really underreported. Now, the amount of COVID-19 vaccine deaths is greater than all vaccine deaths combined from 1990 to the present, 31 years. This is according to the CDC's information on their VAERS page. And so not only do you have a religious conviction, but just from a medical worker's perspective, now that the pressure's on, you have two small children. What are their ages, Tori? Six and eight. Six and eight. And so now here's this pressure, right, um, to vaccinate your own kid. Now, from a logical medical worker's standpoint, if you see those kind of statistics, are you going yeah. to have your children vaccinated? And I know the answer. I just... I just want you as a mom and a medical worker. I mean, sure. you've been a nurse for 10 years, five yes. years at Kaiser Carlsbad. And so right. your experience. Yeah. And the last year as a COVID nurse, the entire time, well, I think it goes back to freedom of choice. I, mm -hmm. I am not going to have my kids vaccinated because I, I don't feel like they need it. Um, they're not in the population that is uh, at risk for dying from COVID. Um, and God forbid they do get a vaccine reaction because I've definitely seen those in the hospital, young people um, who were at the, my last patient who had that. He was a young guy and didn't want to get it, but he didn't want to lose his job either. So he got it and then he uh, was in the hospital with myocarditis and he didn't really know. He didn't seem informed that this was happening to a lot of people. 
Um, and so that's, I, I think that's unfortunate because this is his life. This is a big deal. This is this young man's life who's now affected um, and he can't go back to work. He did a very physically um, in, uh, intense job. And so he is now displaced from that. And I think there's going to be a lot of people, you know, for whatever reason it is um, affected, affected by this. But no, my, I, my kids, I'm not getting my kids vaccinated. I don't want them to be the ones that it doesn't matter. It just takes one. Nobody wants their kid to be the one that has that's affected by um, the adverse reaction. Now, that is something that I think that everyone should have that choice. Everyone should have that choice. If you want to get your kids vaccinated, that is your choice. And I support you in that. Um, this is America. That's what I'm standing up for is my religious freedom and freedom to continue to have um, autonomy over my medical decisions. Yeah. And we're, we're not pro-vax or anti-vax. We're pro-liberty. And that's the statement that you're declaring because yes. I have people, because we're standing so strong for liberty, they uh, tentatively have told me, well, I got the vaccine. I'm like, well, I have no judgment for you. You, you did it because you chose to do it, right? Yeah. God bless you. Right? We, we yeah. just want people to have freedom. And, and you said something when you were doing your uh, stairs walk that it won't stop here because when tyranny begins to encroach on freedoms, it, you give it an inch, they take a mile. You give it an inch, it take, you take a mile. And, and so they're wanting to encroach more and more. You mentioned the kids, and uh, they're having to wear masks all day at school. They're, now they're going to be forcing the vaccine on children. And we need a place where a person can breathe and have some liberty and choose, especially for his children, her children, um, the way forward. And... Uh, so what's your thoughts? How, how are, what's going on at the school with the kids where you're at, or are they in private school? What's the story there, Tori? Well, I homeschooled them last year because I didn't want to deal with the online shenanigans of my kids staring at a computer all day. And actually it was such a gift. Um, I, I have this really special relationship with them now. I was a kindergarten and second grade teacher for one year. <laughs> we, we did it. We made it. And I was working also, I, I also work as a registered dietitian uh, for a wellness company. So we were like kind of making it work there, but, um, they are currently in public school and, um, the, so I, we don't know when that will come down that the kids are required to get the vaccine. I haven't heard if they're going to be allowing exemptions either through school. Um, so, but I, I think that everyone needs to make that, just think about it think about, what, what's important to you and stand for your values and speak out and um, get involved, like get off the sidelines, like get in the game. If this matters to you, you know, it's, you might have to take the stairs. You might have to do the hard thing for a bit yeah. instead of taking the elevator. So yeah. you, you might have to, if you care about this country and you care about your freedoms and you don't want to see those go away, then you need to get involved. And that was the call. I heard that call to action and it spoke powerfully to me. And so here we are. Here we are. So what's the way forward with your situation with work? Do you get legal representation? Do you have a union rep? How do you move forward from here, Tori? Unfortunately, the union was uh, very silent in this issue, um, which I think a lot of us at Kaiser were very disappointed about. Um, 
I will be seeking legal representation against Kaiser um, for my religious freedoms um, being violated. And it's tough right now. It seems like uh, the docket for all lawyers is just slammed because there's there's so many people. Uh, yeah. So do you have representation or are you going to start praying and looking? I do have representation. Oh, good, good. Well, may yeah. the Lord bless you in that endeavor because we really, uh, you know, we have to deal with that in the courts uh, yeah. to protect our civil liberties and our constitutional rights and see what happens with, the pushback. I really think in the, the few years that follow all of this, there's going to be incredible legal fallout from so much of this stuff when it gets put to the test all the way to the Supreme Court, our constitutional rights, and, and standing for liberty. It, it's important. It is important. I, it's really all we have when it comes down to it. Um, if you take away our, our freedoms, you see, you've seen during COVID what's happened in other countries that don't have a constitution to protect them. Um, and it, it, my history is, I'm very um, uneducated when it comes to history. I'm sorry for all my history teachers, but I paid a lot more attention during science class because that's kind of my thing. But I, you look back and you go, wow, like, our, I know people have a lot of problems with how this, maybe this country was formed. They say it, it was created by flawed men, um, but man, did they have some foresight with the freedoms that they built into our constitution. It's like kind of crazy when you really look at it that they could be so right on that it could have withstood for so long. And that freedom that has allowed this country to, allowed people in this country to be innovators, um, to be creative, to be strong, because freedom breeds all of that. It gives us inspiration to go and do great things without freedom we are are not free to um to to do those things it's it, so we have to protect that freedom uh turns loose creativity and so the beauty of that whereas tyranny just just crushes all of that because you yeah. now have to follow whatever script people give you and and our our forefathers had so much insight to protect freedom of speech and freedom to bear arms, the First and Second Amendment, because they're right up front, because they most of them were um, so closely connected to the European culture, and they realized that's what they didn't have, so they built it in, which is so cool. And they were definitely flawed men, and people right now want to rewrite history, and you can look at any country at that uh, any country in the world at that time, and they're going through all the same stuff. So it's not like America's somehow this nefariously evil, uh, systemically racist, all these different things. The whole world culture was in that place. And out of the ashes of so much tyranny, America, America rose as an incredible example of what liberty will produce. And so we're wrapping it up here with you today. You're standing for liberty. Way to go, Tori Jensen. Excited. We're going to have uh, the movie January 6th, which is called... Uh, capital punishment this Sunday night. So come up and uh, visit us. We look forward to meeting you and we'll uh, introduce you to the congregation. We love uh, that our community is constantly growing, a community that loves the Lord and loves liberty and wants to not only fight for our, our heavenly citizenship, but also our earthly citizenship. Because unless we maintain freedom as a culture, 
we won't be able to preach the love of Jesus, which is what we really want to talk about. Yeah. 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 I'm, I ask that your whoever's listening can pray Ephesians 6, 19 and 20 for me, which basically says, you know, I pray for me that when I open my mouth that the words of God come out and that it spreads his gospel because I am an ambassador in chains. And I, I truly, I am at total peace. I appreciate all the prayers, lots of spiritual warfare going on in this battle for everyone. Um, I feel absolutely protected and um, I just, just ask for your prayers to continue to speak truth to people who, who might not be able to hear it from anyone else. Amen. And that was Paul's request to the Ephesians to pray for boldness, that when he had the chance, he could speak. And so that you will speak. Can you give those who are maybe in a similar situation to you, Tori, just a word of encouragement as they go forward? Just encourage them. And you're, you've already walked the stairs. You've already made that decision. And you and your husband are on the same page. Just give them a word of comfort or encouragement, whatever the Lord puts on your heart as we wrap it up. Yeah, I, I believe that God has something for all of us. Um, so when you pray and you find peace about your decision, whatever that may be, like go forward with confidence and share your faith with people and ask, tell people to get involved and to count the costs and to think about what really matters to them. Cause that day I had eight hours with my coworkers who I know and love. We all have very different beliefs, but they said to me, they can't do this to you. This, this, they can't do this to you. I can't believe this is happening. And I said, yeah, this is happening. And it's, this won't be the last thing like this that you see. You need to wake up that things are changing and it's, and rights are being violated and it's all in the name of COVID and it's not okay. It's not okay. That's right. Tori Jensen fighting for medical freedom and uh, a stellar American standing up to be an example to so many people out there. Thank you, Tori, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. Hey, everybody else, until next time. I see the light in the darkness. I want hope for the hopeless and rest for the weary mind. And you've got truth for the taking, but my heart won't be shaken if today be the day that I die. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Times of trouble, I keep my heart seeking you. Oh, I will keep my heart seeking you. Whoa, 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 Kingdom comes and your will is
keep my heart seeking you I will keep my heart seeking